spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. It's Bud Pod 71. 71. Um, I would say, Phil, the first, uh, the first good age to pass away. <laughs> mm, I think 71 still feels young. Well, I really hope that's not the case because that's literally my father's age <laughs> now. It's, 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 still, it's still young, but what I mean is like, um, if you're 71, it's like, uh, oh, you know, he, he, he got some of the 70s in there. Right. Okay. He, he he broke that decade. Yeah. Whereas if it's it. seventy, it's uh, sixty nine. Is is anything anything in the sixties is young. Seventy, you go. He only just turned seventy. Seventy one. Then it starts becoming you know debatable. I think it's literally because the the number seven looks old. It's all because it's, it's over. bent over. It's crooked. <laughs> like I think if someone died in their eighties, you'd go aww. Or in seventies, you go yeah, that makes sense. It just looks like a harsher number. Do you think? Yeah, seven dying in your seventies seems to be what happens to people who have like the unhealthiest healthy life. Right, right, right. Everyone's always like, "Yeah, they passed away when they were seventy-five, but you know, they're a big smoker." And you go, "Oh, right, yeah." Yeah, like they're essentially fine. They just had a pint of whiskey before bed every night. Yeah, yeah, they did some weird fucking nineteen forties era health thing that will be ultimately blamed for killing them and blamed for prolonging them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how are you, Phil? Are you feeling 71? 71, heavenly bun, which is what I will call my dim sum place. When nice, heavenly bun. Heavenly bun. Could you call it heavenly buns and have a sort of kind of anime cartoon of you with your big butt cheeks sticking out and looking over your shoulder? Thumbs up. I think heavenly bums would the the mascot would be a bun that's in the shape of a bum, with an eye on each of the cheeks. Yes, and it's like got a thumb and it's pointing, is giving a thumbs up to itself, and it's on a plate with a halo, with a little halo, like yeah, like a sort of studio studio Ghibli bun, but it's also a bum. Yes, and it's a bum, and it's an angel because it is heavenly. That's right. Heavenly. Get the layers in. Come down to Heavenly Bum, where 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 every uh, dim sum is a delicious bum. <laughs> oh, look! I need to work on the marketing. Yeah, um, but I've got time because I'm only opening it when I am myself seventy-one years old. <laughs> yes, yes. And speaking of the opening of establishments, are you wearing your mask, Phil? Have you got your mask? Not currently. I have a mask. It's just a very plain black mask. Nice, uh, stylish. I, ma- I might brave public transport for the first time on Monday. First time? Yeah, I've not been on any public transport since March. Wearing your classic LBM, little black mask. <laughs> have you been on public transport? I have. I've been on the tube a few times to go... Uh, d- See my, see my, sort of nominally see my nephew. See your nephew? Yeah. Wow. 
Um, I can tell you, Phil, that it is very odd going on the tube in London, having not been on it for sort of three or four months, because you sort of forget about it, and you forget that you live in London, and you're sort of walking down the tunnels going, oh yeah, there's posters on the walls, and then like mm. a lot of the posters are still the same, that's quite weird. Yeah, it must be like the fucking The Last of Us going down there, like posters for shows you can only imagine now, like no one remembers what they were about yeah, or they, you know, the, or they 39 steps. What on earth is step 39 steps? That's not many steps. So there's a whole show about going up some steps. <laughs> ah, the past times were very strange. Yeah, and posters for like concerts that never happened and stuff. Really odd. Yeah, eerie, really zombie stuff. So you're meeting your nephew on the in the tube. Have you decided on a train they're both going to catch and <laughs> He's a tube driver. He's he's only oh, two. Oh, nice, but, uh, nice, nice, nice. You know, the yeah, union is so strong. Yeah, yeah. Those trains basically drive themselves these days, don't they? <laughs> um, yeah, it's really weird going on there. Uh, and I can tell you, Phil, on the tube, I would say the number of people actually wearing masks is like half, 60%. Is it not compulsory? Yep. Yes, it is. It is. Right, but no one's enforcing it. Uh, I can tell you that uh, of some of the people I've seen not wearing masks, one was an actual tube employee. <laughs> and, and one, and this I thought was particularly outrageous, was um, a uniformed British Airways flight attendant. Oh, great. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I saw the, I, I was on the same journey. I saw the tube guy. It was two dudes. It was a dude who worked for the tube, not wearing his mask. Yep. And then it was a, a dude who worked for the flying tube in the sky, and he wasn't wearing his mask. And I was like, guys, you guys are both essentially, you are coronavirus. You work, you basically yeah. work in coronavirus. The guy who works in an airborne germ festival, basically. Well, yeah, and not only that, a guy who works in an industry like widely credited with, with the spread of <laughs> HIV AIDS. What the air, the airline industry? Yeah, flight attendants and and pilots. That's the that's the sort of widely believed conspiracy theory is that they they're the ones who got it traveling around the world. They would because you know really? the whole thing with the lifestyle of the pilots and the flight attendants. It's just hotel shagathon. Interesting. Yeah. Pilot it, visits a sex worker, brings it back to San Francisco. That kind of thing. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Is this some? Is this something your your nephew's been telling you about the uh, the dirty secrets of the transport industry? Yeah, after a few pints, you can't stop him. Really, <laughs> he said, "I don't get me started on those fucking flight attendants." Oh, you need to pull in here. Oh, sorry. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, this is King's Cross. Get the fuck out. <clears throat> <laughs> Wear your fucking masks. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that's what they were saying over the, the speakers. But no, just all these people who essentially, their job might as well be to cough in your mouth are not wearing a mask. Man, that is, that's not a good sign, I would say. It's not a great sign. Also, we, all been, the people wearing masks, Phil, a lot of chin straps, a lot of people with their noses poking out. There's a, there's a great, I think, onion headline or maybe a reductress headline that was just this old guy with... A face mask on his chin, and the headline: "Mask could not be less on man's face." <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of those around. I don't understand. What? What do they? How do they think it works? Do I, they think I, I it's only... just to stop you kissing people? 
and that kissing is the only way to spread the virus. I can only imagine the level of rage and skepticism they have at being told to just wear a fucking mask that they think they're trying to be convinced that it's a talisman. And yeah. so it's just like a magic charm. And so they're like, well, gr- well, it's on my chin. If it's magic, it should work anyway, right? <laughs> this is the problem with the Western concept of individual freedom, Pierre. And I've always said this. <laughs> you have. I've always said this. People in the West value their freedom so much they're willing to put themselves and others at risk for it. Whereas in China, Japan, people were wearing masks already. Because they had less freedom, they didn't. They didn't uh, turn freedom into this fucking, uh, oh, almost like a, 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 what's it when you when you have a strange sexual proclivity, a fetish, a fetish. It's a freedom fetish in this country. It's disgusting. But also, like Just in Japan, they have. <laughs> in Japan, they have the freedom not to wear a mask, but they have shame. Yes, well. Yet they they have a sort of self-imposed totalitarian culture. But in in the UK, all the same people who flatter themselves that the UK used to have that. Oh, in the old days, you'd have never had a... Nah. Oh, I remember. Oh, the Blitz was probably like this. They're the same ones who don't want to wear the masks. Yeah, the same people who, like, bring back conscription. <laughs> bring yeah. back national service. Compulsory national service. Uh, can you wear a mask? No, I have my rights. Yeah, bring back compulsory national service, blitz spirit and all that. Also, the government can't tell me what to do or wear. <laughs> Pick a team. I think essentially their politics boils down to, I want a private army. I want a personal <laughs> army to fight things to, to fight for me. I think I think their personal politics just boils down to I'm in favor of everything that punishes everyone else because I'm the main character. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's like those people who like it's like the thing like like you're not sitting in traffic you are traffic. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people, their rhetoric seems to boil down to everyone is so selfishly driving down to the wrong side of this one way road. <laughs> Just constant <laughs> whinging. It's the whinging I can't stand. Like, if you want to go all full like Peter Hitchens and write a huge article about how, okay, the masks might be necessary, but in principle we should all just accept death because of some mad belief I have, then it's like, all right, well, at least, you know, you're, you're mm. clearly insane, but you're, you, <laughs> you have a belief system and stuff. As opposed to just, yes. it's itchy on my face. <laughs> it's the whinging. It's embarrassing. And all this all this furore about having to wear them to go into shops. It's like who even who goes into shops? What is this the 60s? Who's, who's going into shops? <laughs> well, I found out this news I was like this isn't I can't remember the last time I went to even pre-covid last time I went to a shop. <laughs> and, uh, unless it's got wine and food in it. I I'm not going to go in. What for? I'm not going to go in there. I can't enjoy walking aimlessly around the supermarket unless I can breathe on the melons. <laughs> there's just like, and then like they, essentially, they always they, then they try and say like, oh, there's no medical reason to wear the mask or whatever. And you go, what about all the medical professionals who say it? And they go, well, I've made up my own thing, facts in my head, and they are different. So you know, you have to respect that. Well, this is 
a real fail of the WHO, though, because it was even it was the WHO who straight from the get go said there's no evidence that wearing a mask helps. So the WHO is saying it, you know. Well, that's the problem: is saying there's no evidence it helps doesn't mean it doesn't help, and also. That's right. I mean, this is a problem with people who are scientific, assuming scientific understanding from others. No, you can't. You can't assume that the public know what words mean. (laughs) You can't. You genuinely can't. And they go, there's no evidence it helps. That's like saying, well, we don't have any direct published scientific papers that putting your head in a fire is bad for you. Right. No one's done that paper, Phil. No one's published a paper statistically proving using peer-reviewed scientific techniques that putting your head in a fire is bad until today and that's why pierre (laughs) is meeting his nephew that's right my nephew's done it um yeah exactly and you you can't assume that and also occam's razor gets to the point where it's like okay so you're not sure whether something that stops people coughing into each other's open mouths might stop with a coughing disease i'm gonna bet on yes Mm, but it's the degree to which it it stops it because if unless you're wearing an N95, a lot of the particles is going to go through the side or go through the fabric. It'll slow down. It'll, it'll like the, the it'll slow down the main body of of the breath. It'll probably it'll, it'll it'll reduce the two meters to like one meter or something. But you know, those particles are still flying just, about. It's, just wear it, the mask. It's probably worth doing. It's probably worth doing. Also, like, the WHO is the same guys who, in January and February, were like, don't worry, it can't pass from human to human. Yeah, I mean, it's not been their year, really. <laughs> <laughs> and who also congratulated China on handling it so well. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of you go, well, what, what are you for then, really? What, what's this for? What's it's, this organization yeah. for? Yeah. I'm going to go all Trump on the WHO now. Yeah, well, this is... <laughs> This is it. Oh, um, on non-depressing apocalypse news, have you watched the Netflix documentary Get Me Roger Stone? No. Okay, you you must and you need to. Roger Stone is the guy who Donald Trump just commuted the sentence of. Oh, yeah. The guy who was... uh, uh, I'm not familiar with the story. He lied to to Congress and, and obstructed stuff to do with the inquiry into the Russian hacking and... And when you commute someone, you transport them to work every day. Is that what he's done? That's that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. No, he's he's Wait. he's commuted his sentence. He hasn't he hasn't um he hasn't pardoned him. He's commuted his sentence. But I need you to watch this film because Roger Stone is the closest thing to a act and dresses like an actual Batman villain I've ever seen in my life. Okay, I'm gonna look up his face now. He does it deliberately. He does it deliberately. But he's he's such a committed hardcore right-wing republican that at the age of 19 phil he was involved as a as a as an object of the inquiry in the watergate scandal wow he had to give evidence to the senate committee at 19 because he was part of his <laughs> campaign well I, I again i can't help but have respect for someone who who knows what they want to do straight away yeah i life. mean they're born it, and they're like I'm going to be part of some heinous shit and I'm going to love it. Well, the, you got to watch this documentary because he's, they sat there interviewing him and he's like, yeah, I do whatever I want. And if you complain, it's just because I won. Like he's the most straightforwardly m- like malicious person I've ever seen. And he, don't, and he talks about becoming like a Barry Goldwater conservative at the age of like 12. It's, 
It's amazing. It makes Jacob Rees-Mogg look like, you know, Damon Albarn. And, I mean, I know nothing about this story, so I'm just looking at it now. Roger Stone, he was involved in the Mueller investigation. Well, he was a subject of it, yeah. Subject of the Mueller investigation, and he was found guilty of... Oh, no, he's been accused of... Well, he's found guilty. He's imprisoned. Okay. And to commute that... a sentence is to, what, shorten it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. But, well, I suppose um, he... I'd highly... I suppose Trump might as well help his buddies out now while he can. Well, I mean, normally you wait till the end of your presidency and then you just pardon everyone. That's what Ford did to Nixon, but... Um, just just type in Roger Stone image search. I need you to see what this guy looks like because it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad look. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's al- he's also got a Nixon back tattoo. I mean, it, you can see why it's called Roger Stone. He he literally looks like he's he's made out of like, <laughs> you know, the the collected pieces of other people's tombstones, <laughs> and pasted um, together with the cement. What is the th- what is it, what is it about a, like American like Washington D.C. political figures? Where do they all go to get their ice white hair carved into a perfect sort of dome? <laughs> yeah, that honestly, some... how does that happen? I, there must be a barber that only does like like all the Washington D.C. barbers, where like all the congressmen and senators go. When you become a congressman or a senator, the, the, like your your senior congressman or junior, you're the junior, must just be like, by the way, this is where you go to get your hair done, like a, um, well, like a wooden, a wooden puppet. I wonder how much Brill Cream donates to the Republican Party <laughs> just because they alone are keeping them in business. Do you, th- do you think that if they suddenly get lobbied really heavily by the um, dry styling wax lobby, they'll get all cool surfer bed hair? <laughs> and the politics suddenly follow suit. Mitt, Mitt suddenly Romney suddenly weed. <laughs> Mitt Romney suddenly looks like he runs a sort of uh, kind of like fairly hipstery taco truck on uh, Long Beach somewhere. <laughs> well, I mean, he's turned out to be one of the decent ones, which is fucking crackers. That's how much of the Overton window has shifted, as they say. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that's it makes it doubly funny when you find that old picture of him and Donald Trump having dinner, and Donald Trump, they're all underlit by a candle, and Donald Trump looks like an evil Halloween pumpkin, and Mitt Romney looks <laughs> tense. <laughs> but they all endorsed him. They're all busy going like, well, this is uh, simply outrageous, and then they just keep voting in favor of everything he does. So I thought, I thought Mitt Romney is one of the few rebels. He is now, but he wasn't during the election. I mean, he knew that, uh, like, w- w- did did not enough stuff about Donald Trump come out during the election to show that he was a dangerous maniac? Was it a subtle issue? Yeah. That's, I just yeah. don't think these guys should be given credit for, like, belatedly admitting that maybe it wasn't a good idea to shit in their own bed. But it's still better to do that than to stick to their guns. It's, it it's makes as much difference either way. But that's what I'm saying is that a lot of the ones who criticize him still vote for the policies that, that his Republican Party proposed. So they are sticking to their guns. They're just not saying the same stuff. Even John McCain was still voting completely along party lines on almost everything. 
Mm, well, I because guess fundamentally, put, uh, fundamentally, the Republican Party is in charge, and they can finally do what they want. I mean, they could then now that they don't have the uh, what's it the uh, the House. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they can still broadly do what they want, but it's the whole thing of going like, well, this is simply disgraceful, and then just still voting through all the same stuff. You go, well, it can't be that disgraceful. You still, you haven't done anything to stop it being disgraceful. Well, politics is compromise, Pierre, as we've said. <laughs> compromise in one direction, ideally. Um, have you been? Have you had the time to watch any sort of documentaries, movies? Have you added any more to the the movies? Phil's has seen. But you should have seen earlier list. <laughs> uh, no, I've just been rewatching Rick and Morty. <laughs> like an incel. Like a horrible little sexless goblin. I've been just consuming Rick and Morty. It's Did just you so rewatch good. it it's from so good. It's it's such a sh- it's yeah. It's such a shame. It's it's following can be a little obnoxious, but it's just such a good show. Have There's you so many jokes from the start. Yeah. Really, yeah, the whole thing yeah. from the start. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. It's not. Yeah, it's not too much, is it? It's just. It's just a nice length of thing to watch while you eat or jack off or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I. I so rarely. I mean, I only rewatched Arrested Development the other day, which is supposedly. Or is, is, is sort of has the reputation for being the most rewatchable thing because of how dense it is. And it is very. But it's still that. I mean, I had to take a long break before I could rewatch a, a comedy, I think. Interesting, interesting. Uh, maybe I should. Yeah, I, I, sh- I, sh- I should watch some things for the first time. I've still never seen uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I've really? The- no, I've never seen that. It just, it's just so long. It's. I I go oh I'm, I'll finally watch a, a mo- oh no no I think I mentioned Alien didn't I that might have been the last yeah you you finally watched Alien yeah that's it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good it just helps so much it's just so much better when there's actually a physical monster there you watch a movie yeah. now and it's all just fucking pixels and you go well I know they're not there they know they're not there I feel silly for sitting in the cinema pretending with everyone that there's an alien there obviously there isn't. Yeah, there's just no weight to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, my entertainment now is just going on Twitter, getting really angry, <laughs> screenshotting stuff, driving myself insane, and then I have lunch, and then <laughs> I look at something else that drives me insane, and I read something that galvanizes my point of view, and then I feel good, and then I have dinner, and then I go to sleep, and that's pretty much it. Well, that- that's the irony, is that you could have watched Apocalypse Now so many times well, that's during it. your anger. Exactly, so many times. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, uh, it's it's very hard to be able to stop and say to yourself, I know I'm about to go on a sort of hour and a half, two hour 
Twitter horror scroll, so I should I could I should literally just go and watch a ninety minute film. <laughs> that would I'm, that would feel like more of a waste of my time because I know what it is. It's a film, or it's Twitter. It's like who knows what could pop up? Maybe an article. Well, about twi- twi- that's already happened. But Twitter's got good. Just like a show that was rubbish for a bit, it's got good again. Because now everyone's talking about cancel culture, which is my favorite thing to talk about and, and read about. <laughs> and we talk about it. So I feel like it's gone mainstream because we, we, we talk about, we've been talking about uh, being canceled for years on here now. For It's true. We've been talking about cancel culture on this podcast since before this podcast even started. We've been talking about it. So what have, my, you, what have you found that's been particularly delicious about cancel culture on Twitter? Because all, all I've seen is basically the same tweets about people saying it exists or it doesn't. Well, that's, that's what I love so much. What, what, what really gets me going is people saying cancel culture doesn't exist and it's a figment in the imagination of desperate bigots. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always from... It's, this claim that cancel culture doesn't exist is always from the same people who tell you not to gaslight anyone and that lived experience is the only proof we need to believe someone's experience of trauma but if you tell them i lost my job oh that's no that's not a valid trauma and you you you, people are just letting themselves be heard this is just the response the natural response it's fucking crackers man and then i guess the argument of these people who say cancel culture doesn't exist is they go well you could always get another job you aren't physically dead and it's like well yeah but <laughs> it's still pretty bad to get fired from your job or the other argument that you're not being censored the government hasn't said you he hasn't censored you but of course the government is the only isn't the only thing that can censor you the public can censor you society can censor you if- yeah i mean if if your views are, are deemed to be sufficiently out of step with society, then you will be censored by a kind of mass act, really. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean you have to have a radio station. It's funny, isn't it? Because before the internet, for society to mass censor you, like, let's say in the 1970s, you were like a neo-Nazi, and you had a neo-Nazi radio station. Um, if they banned the radio station, it would be because of sort of offense laws or something. Because no one would have been listening to it, and you, you could never really argue like, 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 like for you to get censored, say in America, as someone who's like a neo-Nazi, it would just be everyone ignoring you because you were never going to reach that many people anyway. Whereas mm-hmm. now that we have the internet, a tweet could technically reach everyone in the world. So I think people feel more like they're being cut off from something more powerful. Interesting. Because before you could have mass media like that, some village neo-Nazi can't be like, well, they won't even let me on CNN. Right, 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 right. And it's like, well, yeah, why would they? You're, you're a loon. <laughs> most, most people don't want to see you on CNN. Stick to your newsletters that you keep putting into the dust jackets of books about American history or whatever the fuck neo-Nazis do in their spare time. Things like that. Pathetic acts of activism. But I think um, this modern this modern form of censorship that we're talking about isn't that sort of active censorship of everyone stop following this person on Twitter so they can't reach you. It's a sort of preemptive censorship of the self because of fear of the professional and financial repercussions of expressing yourself. Well, that, that, that's the interesting thing is that the next stage of this is going to be when when people decide that their employee is valuable enough, like, like 
eventually corporations are going to realize that they could actually say, yeah, we're not going to fire them. Mm. They don't have to immediately give in to like a 10-minute long Twitter swarm about XYZ. It's interesting that corporate... I found it fascinating that corporations have been like so vulnerable to protest for good or bad reasons so far. I'm always amazed because it's just like it's a company that sells, you know, fucking hot dogs or whatever. And now it's been convinced by some tweets to to donate to a charity or to to do anything i'm amazed that they obviously it's all pr yeah. but still it's pr and obviously they've analyzed the market and found that it's beneficial for them to follow suit in this one case and also like what do they have to risk they've they've fired a low-level employee you know the, yeah that's it they've got nothing to lose and 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 a good bit of PR to gain. So why why wouldn't they? Like, do you see the story about the guy? I think in America is a truck driver, and someone got him, filmed him on the phone. Like the truck driver was cutting the guy up in traffic or something, and he, and the guy filming him was shouting at him, and the truck driver just sort of replied back, "Yeah, all right, all right," and did like the nice sign with his fingers in a loop, you know. Oh, he did the he did the um the diving like the the scuba diving okay symbol, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like neat, but that symbol, that emoji, especially, has become associated with the alt right. And so this person posted the video saying this guy gave me an alt right hand gesture as he cut me off in traffic. And the trucking company they they just fired him, they fired this guy. And so now did they say yeah. it was for the hand symbol, or did they say it was for cutting he, someone off in traffic? I'm not so sure about the cutting off someone off in traffic. It was, it, there's was some sort of traffic altercation, but a, a minor one. But yeah, no, it was, expre- it was, it was express, expressly because it was for the hand signal that, that he was fired. And, and, and so people say, cancel culture doesn't exist. These millionaires are still millionaires. It's like, well, yeah, because those are the only targets you're aware of. Yeah, well, they, well, this is it. And, and they're the main targets that get to complain about it in, in newspaper articles because people are more interested in their opinion because they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah what what kind of i'm trying to think of examples of when employees have been like just too important for the company to to bow to this and they've just the company dominic just cummings gone, oh. dominic Cumming, cummings. yeah <laughs> of course of and course. and and these been he's been proven right when he refused like watching that I, I i thought to myself as long as you don't say sorry you'll be fine and he didn't say sorry no mayor culpa at all he knew something else bigger was going to come up and it did yeah and no one cares anymore no one cares he he understands that you like you, you know say what you like about dominic cummings he he understands online mania he understands the 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 you know the the fluid dynamics of modern rage culture and he knew it would pass yeah. and he was absolutely right it's, and also he was amazing. indispensable it's it's amazing isn't it that the how how soon we forget yeah but that's kind of it all over isn't it i mean if you look at donald trump and boris johnson they both managed to get elected and chosen as their party's candidate despite um everyone going over all the horrifying things that they've done and said and everyone just went okay because it was it was like do you think it's because there's too much like there's just too many things with yeah with donald trump is like where do you start and because everything he does is only can only be judged in relation to the last thing he did (laughs) he and he just keeps upping the ante you lose track yeah it's like a sort of goldfish thing isn't it yeah 
I mean, I've, I've always, I've thought for a few years that actually the most dangerous result of the Donald Trump presidency is that he's shown what you can get away with. And so yeah. forever now, politicians and us in the public know, understand what you can get away with and what societies actually will need to put up with. That's the most yeah. dangerous thing. I saw um I saw a good tweet about the, the shame. I mean, this comes back to the mask thing and shame. Um, Amber Rudd, the the hostile environment Windrush uh, scandal causing MP. Yeah, she's still just like tweeting and like ha ha ha, and you know, on the in the public eye. And the tweet was she's like, if like I was a- respond. Huh? Oh, sorry. So she's got like a cutesy radio show on Times Radio now. I, I swear. She's got, yeah, she does. I think. And the pictures of her are like, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and it's like I, I, I don't think if you're a politician, you shouldn't be allowed, you know, a, a career afterwards. But I think, I think you, you should exercise some propriety. I think if you're responsible for British citizens being deported <laughs> to a country they're not from and don't live in, who then die. I but mean, I, what I'm unclear about is how responsible she was, as opposed to Theresa May. It wasn't Theresa May Home Secretary when a lot of these deportations happened. Um, Theresa May was Home Secretary when they started the hostile environment policy, but I believe most, most if not all, of the Windrush deportations were under Amber Rudd. I see, I see, I see. Okay. But and she, well, she was certainly the one left carrying the can and didn't and and sort of enhanced it and kept it going. But either way. The, the, this tweet was saying, like, if you're responsible for something as horrifying as that, a, such a big scandal, you spend the rest of your life in a fucking monastery. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, boop, boop, boo, just, just making, making fun fuck jokes with your odd daughter on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I, I sure hope that's not a dick in your pussy, young lady, that kind of thing. That's great. That's it's amazing. so gross. If Guys, if you're listening and you haven't seen the really odd <laughs> sex tweets between Amber Rudd and her her daughter um i recommend them just because i can't they're quite, they're so unsettling in a way that i find quite hard to cuz part of it is like cool parent vibe like hey if you're going to smoke I a doobie it. make sure you do it in the in the in the lounge not in the street kids like there's a bit of that to it i i hate parents who speak openly about sex to their children it's revolting <laughs> It's it's not right. It has to stop. They should. I think if you're a parent who talks openly to your kids about sex, you should be put on a register, and not I mean not as bad as severe as a sex offenders register, but like a new register, just like a, an icky, yeah, icky register. Can we have an icky register? There's no, no one's done anything outright illegal, but there's just something a bit icky about what they do. Yes, I think. Yeah, what does icky stand for? <laughs> oh, it's. It's an it's a it's an acronym, is it? Yeah, it's got to be the the international uh, criminal mm, the international criminally kooky yuppies. I mean, it doesn't exactly work, but you start with the word and you figure out the acronym later. That's right. Isn't that right? Yuppies, NASA. Yuck. Something like yuck. Yuck. <laughs> um, yuck. Young under c- consequences of k- kookiness not many words start with k it turns out yeah 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 In- intentionally creepy kooks yuck In- well that's 
That's ick, isn't it? Intentionally creepy kooks. I like that. Yeah, ick. The ick register. The ick register. There we go. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Amber Rudd is on the ick register. <laughs> oh, mate. It's cause, what um, are we talking about? Um, shame. 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 Online um, recrimination. Speaking of uh, online, um, you guys have been, uh, you listeners have been very good to me on my uh, on my Twitch stream. Age of Empires 2 yesterday went very nicely. Great. Um, very therapeutic to play. Uh, I couldn't watch it. I'm a f- your I was I was watching I was watching Rick and Morty. I'm afraid, but um, I'll try and <laughs> catch it asap. You were, you were trying to find out more uh, tweets about J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very nostalgic playing those old games. Ooh, it feels nice. Nice to play. Oh, it feels great. Very soothing. The sound effects, the noises, the the the. Uh, music, I mean. Oh, yeah. Gosh, we must really s- send you back. Were you a, were you Age of Empires two kid? Yeah, yeah. I just I just went on. I put in the cheat code for the the racing car that shot bullets. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really powerful, and you just drive around an ancient battlefield and just shoot pellets at a, at a wall. Yeah, that is the best. <laughs> Oh man, it's so much fun! I highly recommend dipping your toe back into I mean, it, it, Phil. It was also like it's like you—it was at the age where you were convinced these things, these people had to surely be living inside your computer. <laughs> yeah. Like they were—they were getting up, they were chopping down wood, they were turning wood into things, and it was magical. It was, it was, it was like it was really going on. Oh man, it, it's just the best, and and you sort of think like you do start to sort of go, oh no, the guy who I sent to build that building got shot with arrows and you're like oh god you i let I you down m- man i'm gonna miss that guy i'm gonna, mi- I'm gonna miss that guy <laughs> i thought we had a good thing yes, going exactly. me and that guy yeah we were, we were getting along he had a farm he was gonna i built i knew already knew where i was gonna build the farm for him to retire to yeah you got back into your garden and you you you, you bury your cd and you <laughs> Give him a little gravestone. <laughs> yeah. Here lies shirtless but wearing trousers man number 37. <laughs> yeah, and at the end of your prayer to his grave, you go, oh, you do the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, or like as as the coffin is lowered, it goes, <laughs> <laughs> generic death noise. Maybe uh, maybe I should have to start a Twitch now. Do you think people will watch a Twitch of me just applying athlete's foot spray onto my feet? Because I do that I a lot. I think certain people would. Yeah, some people pay good money for that. I've I've had people on the Twitch chat saying you you have to tell Phil to do a Twitch. Okay, interesting. Have I missed the boat now? I feel like everyone's well, if, already... If, I can't get in on the ground anymore. It's, it's kind of... Well, Twitch has been around since like 2013, though. That's interesting. That's a good point. Or earlier, I think. Um, besides, I mean, you already have a following. I mean, you won't have to build it from the ground up to nearly the extent that I will, or even Bilal. I mean, Bilal Zafar is very funny. 
a comedian has got a great Twitch channel concept where he's the manager of a football team, a fake football team, and he plays um, he plays Pro Evo Soccer, I think two, like an old one. And he mm. does like team talks and halftime match talks and he like green screens himself into all the scenarios and he's wearing a suit and tie. It's very funny. I was watching it last night. I need to watch that, but it, it looks so deep now. There's so many references to it. I feel like I'm trying to watch The Sopranos starting in series five or something it looks it's, it's got a, such a rich world built around his twitch now <laughs> no it's good it's 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 only because you're seeing like the tip of the meme iceberg the rest is accessible content much like this podcast <laughs> that's right the thing is your bum is always accessible that's <laughs> that's the beauty of our podcast your b- yeah, yeah, your bum's always accessible. That's what I always say. If, you, if you've true. got arms, your bum's accessible. Keep your bum accessible. <laughs> now that that, that might get you on the, that might get you on the ick register, Pierre. If you say that too much, <laughs> if I say it around my nephew, <laughs> yeah, that's going to get you on the ick register, definitely. <laughs> Son, I've only got one piece of advice for you: if you meet a special boy or girl when you're older. Keep your bum accessible. Don't get one of those arrogant highfalutin bums. <laughs> Pretentious bums that normal, your average normal silent majority voter can un- can't understand. <laughs> uh, I, I might be going on holiday soon, Pierre. What? I might, be, I might be getting on a fucking plane. In this economy. I know, right? Yeah. Know Are you going to be, be like. on the plane with the, the unmasked steward maybe but apparently i i know someone who's just flown to france and they, you have to wear your mask the whole time uh, except for when you're eating which is good of them uh, I, gu- I guess so <laughs> yeah although maybe they should just serve you soup and you just have to sieve the soup up through your mask that would be the safest way surely or maybe you like should... it <laughs> yeah yeah, you just have to like put your head in there like a pig in a trough, and <laughs> <laughs> I uh, or maybe they should just do like um you know that thing where before they get you on the plane they take you out of the waiting room but then they put you in just like another waiting room for no reason. Um, mm. In that waiting room, they should just be like, right, you you all get into like a little cubicle, or they put like a, a disinfected sheet over everyone, and under the sheet you have to eat a fucking sandwich. <laughs> you have to eat enough for the entire duration of the flight so if it's like yeah. a 13 hour flight you just have to eat like three roast dinners just in one go just come on come on sir come on madam quick quick, quick. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. your guts. get on get on get on uh, and then you just sit on the plane and like a camel with a front yeah. front hump i think if it's an under if it's an under three or four hour flight, I think it's it's entirely fair for an airline to go, you're a grown up, you should have eaten by now. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I think it's fair for them to say, this is, you know what, at a certain point, this is your problem. Keep your fucking mask on. But I mean, I mean, by sign from the mask, there's no separation between the seats, there's no barriers up. It's Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. <laughs> Also, I'm annoyed because I've got the antibodies and now there's all these studies coming out that the antibodies go away after like six months, not years. Really? Six months? Well, I don't know. It was, it was like a matter of months, but it wasn't like SARS. You can keep them for like five years. 
Oh god, why didn't you get SARS, Pierre? I always told I you, you, get SARS, boy! <laughs> You're not making in this life, you get SARS. You Phil. don't waste your time with any of these lesser coronaviruses. You want to get the Phil big ones was, in. Uh, Phil was telling me this, jabbing, jabbing chopsticks at me from across the table in a Chinese restaurant that we were at. <laughs> yeah, mouthful. <laughs> You want to make it in this world, kid? You get you get SARS. I got SARS when I was eight years old, and I never looked back. Mainly because one of the symptoms is I really constrained your neck muscles. But uh, <laughs> it's been invaluable. The virus eats kid. the hindsight part of your brain. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Um, I hope you're yeah, making the most of your immunity as short-lived as it might be yeah i should i should fly somewhere dangerous and kiss a bat <laughs> show that bat you love it while you still can i really worry the covid um, pandemic has you know it's going to have a real negative effect on the the bat food economy yeah you know is are all those bat burger shops are they going to stay in business i don't think so after this it's been terrible publicity well i mean are they going to have to redesign batman because his mouth is the one bit he doesn't cover of course it's batman what done it yeah gosh He's swooping bat, around bat, coughing the, on people from a rope you're right the the bat costume is the opposite of a face mask <laughs> yes he's even got gloves is the direct opposite of a face mask <laughs> batman's mocking everyone's lack of ppe with his almost perfect safety suit <laughs> oh man um you, you you still feel they're talking today about long covid the long-term yeah. symptoms of, of covid which you think you have um, yeah, to an extent. I mean, I, I kept getting piercing headaches and fatigue and nausea like once every two weeks for about another four to six weeks after I, I quote unquote, finished my coronavirus. You sure that, that wasn't just whenever we were recording this podcast? It's weird. <laughs> once every week for like about an hour, I just feel a nausea and a headache. <laughs> I feel irritable. I, I think about poo a lot. Um... No, it, so was, it was it's was weird, and the main thing is is my lungs. Is is I I can I, I I'm a lot. I seem to be short of breath easier, and I've used my inhaler a lot more. So I I kind of feel like something's happened to the old lung bags. But I don't know. I'd love it. I'd love a scan if anyone could uh, spare one. I will never get one through the NHS. Um, they'll never offer you a scan just because you reckon your lungs are fucked. I'm not sure what a scan would pick up of a of a, of a tight chest. Yeah, no, I just want to know if it's scarring. Scarring. Yeah, that's what the um, a lot of COVID patients have been getting because you get micro clotting in your lung tissue. Ugh. Yeah, and the scarring doesn't. Like, that's what pneumonia does for you as well, and it can be permanent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would just love like. But then I've always I've always imagined. How great it would be just to have some kind of full body mega scan, just to just to get everything up to date, just to know the lay of the land. Just an MOT. Yeah, an MOT exactly, and they just go, I, well, you know, your lungs are like this. That's what we know now. Now that's our base level. 
I swear I heard someone say once you can just pay a thousand pounds in the in the private sector and they'll just give you a full check over. I mean that's just medical, I guess. But I've like a full that. like a deep deep inspection, like just getting some surveyors in to kick it's the tires. It's definitely something you can get in the States, but you want it to be like a one of those scans where they like have a three D version of your whole body, you know? Yeah, and they, they, they put up a hologram of you and you're doing like a jumping jack shape. But it's like all a, a blue version of you. Can you see? You can see all your veins, and it's slowly spinning around. And the doctor, yeah, yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. You, you see this here. Uh, that's your, that's your gallbladder. It's okay, or whatever. Yeah, you see this. You see this weird vein. That's why you can't run so good. You see this uh, huge rock. That's why you've been feeling heavy recently. There's a huge huge rock in your leg. Yeah, you want the the blue shape spinning and for the loads of like little captions and and white squares to appear and zoom in on bits. And you want the captions to be written in English and Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Like for something from Sherlock. That's a man that... I don't know if you've recently watched any of Sherlock of Benedict Cumberbatch pretending to go through his mind palace, but it is some of the funniest acting you'll ever see in your life. It's he, <laughs> really? he, he looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> he's just closing his eyes and just like jerking his head around. Like that's what geniuses do. <laughs> he looks like a dog with rabies. <laughs> and I come, at the time, everyone's like, wow, this is such a... Uh, an ingenious uh, use of the the visual form to show a guy who's going through his 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 most uh, you know complicated complex thoughts and computational skills. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. I forgot. Th- I forgot that there was that bit where it's like he moves his head around like he's going oh, oh, stuff inside <laughs> yeah. a big palace. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like he just heard footsteps in his house. Oh. oh, oh. But they're his own thoughts. He's being su- su- surprised by a little alabaster statue <laughs> in his memory palace. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Whoa. Ah. That would be a, a funny thing to see through the window of a library. All the students <laughs> working. Just go. <laughs> just everyone looks like they're being tasered. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, that is how we read our correspondence. Um, well, how it's Pierre true. reads it. He's clear, 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 clear. So let's get Pierre in that frame of mind now. I, I lie back and I close my eyes and I go... And, the, the, and they just, just come to him. in floating words. Like the Oracle of Delphi. With the, we just chain Pierre up to the ground, <laughs> completely naked. <laughs> and the spirits take him. And, and he gets all your emails. It's pretty neat. And it's in slow motion, like in 300. <laughs> I'm the scribe. I have to sit down there and write down his garbled words, and then I have to rearrange them. <laughs> Raw chickens, underground fight club. I'm like, okay, um, let me just get this down. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone Correspondence. Okay, uh, correspondence. It is just uh, time for one from Gary. Gary, is he scary? Well, let's find out. Depends on the content of his correspondence. 
It's funny, isn't it? There's some stuff that only rhymes in an American was Gary and Scary. It's Gary, Gary. What? Gary. It's just other names here. Harry. Um, and that's it. Larry. But it's Nothing like when, a, when, a, when Americans Carrie, say Harry Carrie. Potter. Huh? Carrie. Eh? That's a word. Ah. That's a word. That, yeah. How do Americans yeah, say Harry Potter? It's just other names. Yeah, like when they when Americans say Harry Potter, it's like Harry. It sounds like Harry. Harry Potter. Harry. Harry. Yeah, that's right. Harry. God, those. When will they learn? <laughs> um, okay. Gary says, uh, I, I'm unsure about this combo. Uh, dear Adolf, Adolf Schittler and Pudolf the brown-nosed stain, dear. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> those two go together. Well, they're just German names, aren't they? I think that is the only <laughs> connection I can see. Rudolf and Adolf. He should have said um, Adolf Schittler and Pudolf Hess. That would be good. Pudolf Hess? Pudolf Mess. Pudolf Mess. But yeah, that's good, that's good. Um, but maybe Gary just has... Very interesting opinions about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Radio. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe he believes Rudolph is hiding a lot more than than we know about. Maybe he thinks Rudolph is currently you know, in disguise in Argentina or something. Or he has even more disturbing opinions on Hitler. <laughs> He's always thought Hitler was uh, the, 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 the underdog. <laughs> and just needs to be given a chance to show the world how how bright his nose can can glow. Maybe. Um, so Gary says, now that we're all running on virus time, I have time to email my favorite podcast about the most sinful, blasphemous shit of my life. <laughs> well, it's good to know that this pandemic has a silver lining. Yeah, a brown lining. A brown lining. He says... Uh, I have always prided myself on my English stiff upper bowel. <laughs> That's just constipation, isn't it? Stiff upper bowel, boys. But even the most stoic of guts must occasionally embrace the sweet release of a dishonorable discharge. Wow, that's very good. A dishonorable discharge, very good. Very good. Uh, as a lazy teenager growing up in the suburban home counties, I was used to walking everywhere. Doesn't sound so lazy. Hmm. That's his idea of lazy. You should see me. Yeah. You don't walk anywhere. You just roll. No. Just I just crumple to the ground like a bag of meat and let gravity do the rest. <laughs> and if it's uphill, you, the crumpled bag of meat that you become will just go, please, uphill, please, until someone <laughs> drags you. That's right. Or I wait for erosion to do its part. Yeah, yes. Uh, as a lazy teenager growing up in the suburban home counties, I was used to walking everywhere, and as such would follow any route into town that could shave a few minutes off my journey time. One such shortcut would lead me down a side street parallel to the main road, home only to some townhouses and the local Jehovah's Witness Centre. As the mm. naughty little boys and girls we were, my friends and I soon noticed that the Jehovah's Witness Hall was usually empty and started sneaking behind it to smoke reefers. Oh, brilliant. 
Hey Jehovah, <laughs> witness this. Ba ba da da ba da da da. Ba ba da 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 da. Can you see it from your watchtower? There you go. <laughs> we noticed that Jehovah only seemed to require worshippers to witness him on a Tuesday and would find somewhere else for our decadence on those nights. That's considerate. Yeah. Several months later, after a beetroot-heavy meal... Oh, yeah. I can see where yep. this is going. I was on my way to town to meet some friends. What kind of cool teenager who smokes bifters has a beetroot-heavy meal? <laughs> it's quite a funny, <laughs> funny contrast. I guess it's healthy. I don't know. I, I thought they only, I would only eat rock and roll CDs and fags. <laughs> And a chain on our wallet. I don't know. Sorry, guys, um, I can't come out tonight. I'm eating beetroot. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's more important than anything that I get my beetroot. Right, guys, uh, I'm going to go home, have myself a sort of a, a, a beetroot uh, feta vinaigrette salad, and uh, then it's time to to smoke up some Billy Bifters near the Jehovah's Witness building. <laughs> I quite like this. I like that. But he's going to he's just going to get munchies and he's going to have to hunt down more more beetroot. That's right. More fresh produce. Um several months later after a beetroot heavy meal, I was on my way to town to meet some friends. Upon reaching the aforementioned street, my gut broke out into whale song. Everyone in town had a really good good night's sleep that night. Yeah, I was about to say, on a side note, as a teenager, I had terrible trouble sleeping. I mean, I still kind of do. And I I was like, oh, that's the thing in like movies or whatever, the whale song. It is the least relaxing. <laughs> they sound. all sound like, like they're in like, terrible distress. Yeah, it's not relaxing to hear an aquatic beast going, oh. The largest animal on planet Earth. It's not relaxing. Um, just screaming in the bottomless depths of the sea is that not relaxing to you (laughs) ah to relax you here's a sound of the devil hitting an anvil (laughs) in the pits of hell no god it was horrible just this like groaning and squeaking ugh no not relaxing anyway Anyway, uh, my gut broke out into whale song as I quite literally felt a sinking feeling in my stomach. Knowing I was shit out of luck, I ran towards the Jehovah's Witness building, each Ah. step pressing against the seams of my colon. This would be amazing. This is the story of his conversion to Jehovah Witnesses. (laughs) That (laughs) kindness they showed me that day. I've written in today to tell you about the good news. The, the good, good news poos. in your case, there's a yeah. toilet. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yes, each uh, running towards the Jehovah's Witness building, each step pressing against the seams of my colon. I love that. Seams. Wow. Mm. I quickly checked my pockets and to, my, and to my relief found one old McDonald's napkin. Oh, gosh. Is that the how poo is cyanide is? capsule, Phil? <laughs> That's what I'd call that. Um, uh, one old McDonald's napkin. This gave me the confidence to drop my trousers and begin shitting down the wall. Oh no! So he's in oh, the wall that... of uh, 
Like an alley Jehovah's. or is it the wall of the building? It's, it sounds like the wall of the, the Jehovah's building. Oh no, mate. Oh, I hope I mean, it was for- the wall fortunately, of the- fortunately, they were all out knocking on other people's doors, but... <laughs> so, uh, um... Began shitting down the wall. Just as I started to relax, I heard several cars entering the car park, followed by jolly Ned Flanders-style chat. <laughs> as the horrible realization suddenly dawned on me that it was a Tuesday night. Oh, no... Oh, great. I cleaned up the purple shit with my not-very-absorbent napkin faster than you could say Dick Shittington and <laughs> pulled my trousers up. I mean, if you're um, religious, that, that has to be a bad omen to, to find runny feces on your place of worship. Yes. Or, or, or just a hate crime, I suppose. Just a classic hate crime. I guess. I, I, I suppose if they're like in need, you need to sort of... Is anyone that good a Christian if they just immediately go, oh my god, come in and use the loo to clean yourself up. We'll just hose that down. I mean, this is the ultimate test of Christianity, isn't it? <laughs> it's wilt, he, he, he pu- wilt thou take in the shitter upon thy temple? I think that is uh, one of the ten, not commandments, rhetorical questions. People don't know yes. this, but there were ten rhetorical questions next to the ten commandments. We don't ever talk about those. Yeah, the first one is, do I look like I'm joking? <laughs> Which actually is, explains a lot of God's actions in in, in the Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of attitude. Um, yes, yes. The shitter who doth shat uponst thine temple wall didst rear back and throw back his hood and reveal himself to be... Gabriel. Um, Ark shitter. The Ark shitter. Um, uh, so he's, 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 he's desperately using the not-absorbent napkin and pulling his pants up, just in time for the outdoor lights to come on, to the sound of curious footsteps. Oh, no. I used to listen to um, all of the flute records of curious footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Cur- best, yeah. I'd say. Folk, he's a folk, he's a wonderful folk musician, Curious Footsteps. Yeah, he moved into folk, but a lot of unusual collaborations. Yeah. And, of course, he was sampled, uh, or at least the, the trill of his flute was sampled on... Um, <laughs> on uh, um, it's, 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 it's sampled by uh, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people know that. So, Curious Footsteps approach, the light comes on. Hey, what are you doing out here? inquired a peeved worshipper. Oh, nothing, I was a bit lost, I replied in a startled tone. A look of exasperation spread across. I was a bit lost. So I just did a, a shit here to, to mark it, to know I, I've, I've been here. And if so if I see the shit again, I know I've turned, turned back on myself. If if I get lost, I, I I behave like an animal in the woods. I need a trail. Yeah, I'm I'm basically a, a fecal Hansel and Gretel right now. Yeah. So when okay, so this is not what happens. But what I thought was was going to happen is he says I was a bit lost, and then they go, "Wow, well, brother, we are all lost," and they invite him in. That's not what happens. 
so, what are you doing out here? inquired a peeved worshipper. Oh, nothing. I was a, a bit lost, I replied in a startled tone. A look of exasperation spread across the man's face as he walked towards the putrid mess. Oof. I wasn't born yesterday. Oh, oh, goodness, he cried. <laughs> well, he said, I wasn't born yesterday, and then cut himself off to say, oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, I wasn't born yet. Oh, my God, I was born yesterday. <laughs> Born again now. Oh man! I wasn't born oh yesterday. Goodness. Oh, oh goodness! <laughs> That's a great reaction. Also, like, like fair play to him for, for not swearing even in that moment. Yeah, I mean that's the real test. Yeah, amazing. Uh, oh goodness! He cried. At this point, my fight or flight response kicked in, and I managed to sprint away, red faced and purple bottomed. Right, so it's not so much his fight or flight instinct that kicked in, but his flight instinct that kicked in. Yeah, fly, shite and flight. <laughs> okay, so he just uh, ran away. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness! I heard him tell a fellow churchgoer to call the police, but at that point I had decided the damage was done and that fleeing the scene was still the best course of action. Yeah, probably. After about 20 minutes of non-stop running, I decided that I had probably escaped and continued to meet my friends who seemed concerned by my sweaty, shame-filled expression. I told them I hadn't been feeling very well, which wasn't entirely untrue. Uh, the following morning, I was struck with renewed embarrassment as I realized that the main road, which was about 30 seconds walk away from the Jehovah's Witness Hall, was filled with pubs, cafes, restaurants, all no doubt with toilet facilities far superior to shitting down the side of a cold building. Yeah, one help can't help but assume you targeted that place for yeah. philosophical <laughs> and political reasons. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I had desecrated a place of worship for the mildest of conveniences. Later that week, I convinced my friends that police had become aware of the old ganja spot, and we stopped going there. <laughs> Nicely done. It was about eight years later that I dared to walk past the building again, and even then I couldn't help but shuffle my feet furtively. I rarely eat beetroot these days, and when I do, I make sure to do so in the comfort of my own home. Oh gosh, it would have been red. Maybe... Maybe, maybe this the Jehovah's Witness said, "Oh my goodness," because it looked like a murder scene. If it's all beetroot, <laughs> oh, they, beetroot oh. red shit. Oh, they thought it was. Yeah, they thought he was like really, really sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had stigmata of the ass. <laughs> Go, touch my ass. Do you not believe it is me? <laughs> Terrible, terrible, blasphemous thing for me to have said. Oh well, um, if but then that's more ba bad on the Jehovah's Witnesses, isn't it? Because it's like, my God, this man is terribly sick in the palm. We we don't call the police, call the ambulance if you see that. Yeah, maybe maybe if if he'd hung around, he would have heard him go. Oh my goodness, my child, come in, please. We must bandage up your bum. There's no time. You are bleeding from the ass. Are they against blood transfusions? Is that the Jehovah's Witnesses? Ooh. Ooh, they might be, you know. Yeah. I'm going to quickly look it up. I think they are. I'm pretty sure it's them. 
JW. Blood transfusion. They are against them. So they're even more concerned about all the blood pouring out of his ass. Because you only have so much if you're a Jehovah's Witness. Well, he's not going to get it back from anyone else. No. No. And it's coming out of his ass. Well, I'm sorry you lost your your doobie street. Yes, it's a shame to lose uh, one's uh, prime ganja spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But bad news. But um, it sounds like it was a very long time ago. Yeah, eight years. It's not good at it. And oh, how trusting of your ganja friends! You just went. Uh, the the fuzz has caught on to us here, fellas. And they all went. Hmm, fair <laughs> enough. You are the one with the. <laughs> you are the you are the one who bought a police radio. So I, I guess we trust you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're the one who. <laughs> You're the one with polished shoes who always tucks your shirt in, so you'd know. <laughs> you fucking knock. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the departed he's involved in there. <laughs> he's, he's, he's infiltrated some weed smokers. It's teenage weed smokers. We need you to shit down a building. Well, um, I'm going to... Get ready for my first uh, public transport trip. I'm going to do some practice now, Pierre. Anti-back your whole face, that kind of thing? Yep. I'm just going to sit in my living room, practice not making eye contact with anyone. But I guess I can now make kissy faces at everyone without them noticing with my Mm. mask on. If only that that. Polish builder you'd been harassed by had been wearing a kissy (laughs) mask. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have been none the wiser. Exactly. Well, Godspeed, Phil. Let me know if you see uh, just uh, uh, people like medieval plague victims just in piles coughing onto each other. Mm-hmm. Will do. I'll take a picture. And you can put it on the button on um, Instagram. Yeah, uh, do have a safe and enjoyable week, everyone. If you like Age of Empires 2, check out my Twitch stream tomorrow. When this comes out, it'll be Warzone Wednesday again. And Thursday's a thinking Thursday. I've been playing a really fucking good mystery game called Return of the Obra Dinn. It's so I've good. I've heard this I've, is really like, good. Only... Is, it, is it on your oh, computer? Man. Yeah. It's on computer. I'll have to get it. It's on Steam. It's so good. Like I only played it for three hours last thinking Thursday, and I've been thinking about it every day since. It's so good. Wow. It's quite old, right? Um, It looks older than it is because it's a deliberately like weird graphic style. But it's not that old. A few years, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try to check it out. All right. To me, Cheers, an old game guys. is from like 2002. Oh, neat. Um, okay. Bye. Bye, everybody.